Blog Talk Radio.
I am, Jehovah, the mighty God. to Miracle Internet Church. Amen. It's a great day in the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. It's a great day in the kingdom. So I want uh, to especially welcome all of our first-time listeners. We are a Christian Protestant Internet Church, and I'm the pastor. And I'm welcoming you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We want to invite you into our chat room. And our chat room is located on our webpage. Our webpage is miracleinternetchurch.com. And click MIC Radio Chat. When you get there, click Guest. Then sign in using your own name. And then go down to the appropriate spot and say hello to everybody, and everyone will say hello to you. Amen? Praise the Lord. It's that simple. It's that simple in Jesus' name. So we want to thank the Lord for allowing us to have a platform where we can reach people all over the world and encourage them in the faith and help them to grow in Jesus Christ. Amen. We are a teaching ministry, a healing ministry, a miracle ministry, a deliverance ministry, and we are founded in the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The love that the Holy Spirit pours out into our hearts. Amen. If you've been looking for love in all the wrong places, open your heart to the Lord. He has plenty of love for you. If you're feeling unloved and uncared for and forgotten and overlooked and depressed for no apparent reason, open your heart to the Lord and he will respond to you. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. So we want to thank the Lord for his goodness to us. Uh, He's helping us, and he's showing us what we need to know because we're living in a society where we have to know how to survive. That's right. We have to know how to survive and how to thrive. So if you hang around and listen to the Lord, you'll find out that he knows exactly what to do. The thing is, you have to obey him, and that's a choice that you make, whether you obey him or you ignore him. I would not advise the ignoring. It can have disastrous results, as some people have already discovered. But if you follow him, he will lead you to the right place, and the right things will happen. It's not according to your opinion or your eyesight or what you think or what your family member thinks. It's according to what God says. Amen? 
The steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. Amen? And so if you're on a cell phone, you can use your browser to find us at uh, MiracleInternetChurch.com. When the page comes up, there'll be three white lines across a black background. Click that. Click that, those three white lines, and it'll open up all the other links to you. If you wish to listen while we're recording live, you'll have to call in on our guest call-in number. And that number is area code 319-527-6235. Area code 319-527-6235. 6235 and press 1. Amen. Amen. So, I suppose someone will post that in the chat room in just a moment so that you can get those instructions about listening through your phone if you're listening while we're live. If you're recasting, you may pull up the page miracleinternetchurch.com and click uh, archive sermons and scroll down and find our most recent sermon and click it and listen to it. Amen. 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 So if you are listening live. Sorry for the interruption. Amen. There was no sound breaking up. I wasn't saying anything. (laughs) I was typing. Praise the Lord. Yes, there's sound. I was typing. I wasn't talking. So there. The sound is fine. You're doing okay. (laughs) That's what happens. Amen. Praise the Lord. I didn't go anywhere. I was still breathing. Amen. Aren't we glad? So we're going to go before the Lord in prayer, and we're going to thank him. Uh, He's going to do. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we, your children, have come assembled in the name of Jesus, and you promise that where two or three of us are gathered together in your name, There you are in our midst. We thank you that you are right here with us. It's a wonderful experience to be in the presence of the Lord. It's a wonderful experience to know that you come to visit with us deliberately, intentionally, because you love us. We love you, Lord. Help us to show you that in our obedience and in our devotion and reverence to you. We thank you, Lord, for whatever has happened the way it happened in Jesus' name. The Bible says in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning us. So we give you thanks, Lord. We may not be overly excited about whatever we think we're seeing. However, we thank you. 
because we know that you're in control. Amen? That you sit on the circle of the earth, nobody else. So we thank you, Lord, that you are able to subdue all things unto yourself. We thank you that our lives are in your hands. We're not lost. We're with you. We thank you that you've gone to heaven, Lord Jesus, to prepare a place for us, to receive us when you come for us. So we thank you. The provisions have been made for us in heaven already. We thank you that provisions have been made for us on earth. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We thank you. Provisions have been made for us here on earth. We thank you, Lord. So we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We ask you, Lord, to help us to grow in trusting you. When we can't figure out what's going on, help us to trust you, Lord. Help us to trust you. Help us to trust you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We declare that the word of the Lord is everlasting. His love endures to all generations. His word is forever settled in heaven. And what God says is what we need to hear. We humble ourselves before you, Lord, tonight. And we thank you for what you're about to do. We come before you, Lord, tonight repenting of our own sin, our own error, our own iniquity, our own transgressions, our own stinking thinking, our own wrong believing, own rebellion, our own disobedience, Lord. We ask for forgiveness. We ask for you to correct us and to help us and to strengthen us, Lord, that we'll do better. We desire to, and we know that you want us to. The Bible says that you cause us to will and to do of your good pleasure. So we thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We thank you. We thank you, Lord, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, We thank you for calling your children out of darkness and back into your kingdom. They went astray. They made wrong choices, wrong decisions, wrong thoughts, wrong beliefs, wrong actions. But we have all done such. We thank you that when Jesus died on the cross, he hung there for every sin that has ever been and will ever be committed. We thank you for complete coverage, Lord. So we thank you, Lord, because you're married to the backslider. We thank you, Lord, for calling your children out of darkness and back into the kingdom, Son Jesus, Lord. We want to thank you for that, Father. 
help them to find their way back home. Rakia rosera de Dios urquite runda de brica de Dios una de Dios sunda de brisha ki. We take authority, dominion, and power over every demon that would hinder them from finding their way back to you, Lord Jesus. We take authority, dominion, and power over every demon that would hinder them or block them from finding their way back to you, Lord. So we bind those devils in the name of Jesus Christ. We chain them with eternal chains under darkness in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Lord, that just as the prodigal son had a clear way back home, that your children will find a clear way back home to you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for your angels being dispatched to watch over their souls. Just as others prayed for us, find our way home. We pray for them, Lord. We lift them up to you, and we thank you, Lord, that you have, you're their guiding light. You're the light to bring them home, to help them to see where they are and where they ought to be. We thank you, Lord, for right thinking coming to them in Jesus' name. We thank you for right believing coming to them, Father, in Jesus' name. We thank you for truth coming to them, Father, in the name of Jesus. We thank you for turnaround coming to them, Father, in Jesus. You draw us, Father, with loving kindness. We thank you. We thank you, and we humble ourselves before you, Lord. In Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, for the blood of Jesus that washes our sins away. We thank you for the power of your love and restoration to us, Lord. We thank you for the grace of repentance. We thank you for hope in Christ. No matter where our path may have taken us, Lord, we thank you that we have an opportunity to return to Jesus Christ before we take our last breath. Amen. We thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you praise, Lord, in Jesus' name. So, Father, we open our arms wide to receive your children that are coming home. We receive them with the love of God that's poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. We do not judge. We just love. We tell the truth. We let them make the choices. We thank you. And we give you praise for it, Father, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, for the word of God, the sword of the spirit. We thank you for the helmet of salvation and for every piece of the armor in Jesus' name. We thank you for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the midst, warring linking angels surrounding us, your praising angels, your ministering spirits. We ask you, Father, to send witnesses across the paths of those that need to find us, Father. 
Thank you, Lord. We thank you for sending witnesses across the path of those who need to find us, Father. In Jesus' name, we give you praise, we give you glory, and we give you honor. Lord, you are our shepherd, and we shall not want. You have supplied all of our needs according to your riches and glory through Christ Jesus. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We cast down all imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and brings into captivity every wicked thought in Jesus' name bringing its subject to the name of Jesus. We cast all of our cares upon you because we know that you care for us. We thank you, Lord. And from our position seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, we bind Satan, the strong man, all of his evil angels, evil spirits, all his demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders. And we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and his powers. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong men and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. In Jesus' name, we bind all trafficking, listening, reporters, watchers, peeps, whispers, familiar, electronic, digital, technology demons and their attacks. We bind all Leviathan spirits in their attacks, all brainwashing spirits, Kundalini spirits in their attacks, all water and marine spirits in their attacks, sex devils, their attacks, unclean spirits in their attacks, passive devils in their attacks, pain afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation spirits, artificial intelligence, and smart dust spirits we bind in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind drone spirits in the name of Jesus. We bind all sorcery devils in their attacks, all electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particle attacks, techno-paganism and mind control by the occult. We bind you in the name of Jesus. We bind force feedback, cyber stalking, cyber sex crime, cyber sex, pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching spirits, which manipulate modern technology, pulse microwave radiation attacks designed to cause Neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, 
directed energy microwave weapons binding all vibrations, which are demons in Jesus' name. We bind the drone spirits, the Havana syndrome, brain changers, all remote viewing, all sonic and audio weapons, boredom spirits in their attacks, all the voices of the stranger in their attacks, all the voices of the charmer and the seducer in Jesus' name, all targeted radio frequencies, pulse weapons in their attacks, microwave attacks, debilitating sonic frequency attacks, the work of every druid. We take authority, dominion, and power over 5G and components, everything coming off the satellite, the cell towers, and through our electronic devices in Jesus' name. We bind all hypnotic and trance devils in their attacks, all mystic rituals in their intent. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind Buddhist black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, Russian, Chinese, Japanese, Indonesian, Malaysian, Solomon Islands, Ethiopian, Nicaragua, Spain, Italy, Greece, Indigenous groups, racial groups, economic groups, academic groups, satanic groups, occult groups, Rumba baba kushe de la brusa de la brique de sete. Canada, rumba baba kushe de de. Sunda la broca de Dios o toro brique de Dios o la reyasa. North America, South America, rique de la Jamaican, rique de la brisa de la rea. Haitian, recojole de dia. Caribbean, Latin American, black and white magic, and wherever voodoo and the occult is practiced, we bind it in the name of Jesus Christ. We chain it with eternal chains under darkness in Jesus' name. We bind every wicked sacrifice that's been done in the name of Jesus Christ, and we forbid its influence anywhere in the world in Jesus' name. We bind every order, form, type, and rank of witchcraft in the name of Jesus. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind all Morgellons attacks, and we return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils. We raise the shield of faith to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked in Jesus' name. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits. We bind every demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind. In the name of Jesus, we bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. 
We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect and all satanic ritual abuse devils, satanic worship, and all witchcraft dedications. We bind the formation of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits, spirits of infirmity, supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind you in Jesus' name. We bind the transference of evil spirits. We bind mammon and his agents. And we bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, besmirch, monitor, track, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, defile, corrupt, undermine, despise, assassinate, divide, confound, attack, reproach, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools, the spirit of the fool, and the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We bind food, lust, and addictions in the name of Jesus. We return to sender according to the covenant all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us, astral projection, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us, no demons, no wicked person, or unrighteous event left behind. All jujus return from whence they came in the name of Jesus Christ, binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights in Jesus' name. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, Mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, and the Great Reset. Make-believe, fantasy, fables, enchantments, la-la land. False religions, numerology, horoscopes, the spirits and works of the oppressors and the spirit and the children of disobedience. Martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist ideologies and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic spirits and practices, lewdness, perversions the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, bowel PK, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. We bind the king of pride. We descale you in the name of Jesus Christ. We descale you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind you and chain you and your agents with eternal chains under darkness in Jesus' name. We bind all human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, feet fecal, and soulish sacrifices in Jesus' name. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, nature worship, 
deception, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin. In Jesus' name, we bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Molech, Basilek, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, all false deities, Isis, Osiris, all gods and goddesses, Mammon, Atlas, Kali, Baphomet, and his 72 in Jesus' name. And we chain you with eternal chains under darkness in Jesus' name. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, uh, poisons, voodoo, pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, prompters, code, triggers, charms, tumors, designs. And we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We break the power of every Masonic rite, ritual, ceremony, prayer, pledge, and powers, and those of the associated organizations as well. We bind the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, the grips, and everything that is associated in Jesus' name. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the pride and foolishness of our own opinions and the work of errors in our lives. And we return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, and witchcraft back on their own heads as well as their mind control in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief, And we ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we have come to loose the bands of wickedness, undo heavy burdens, let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against them. Lord, we've come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Thank you, Lord. Authority, dominion, and power over every demon that's come through the computer lines or through our phones in the name of Jesus or has followed us, was sent to us, or transferred to us, We bind it in the name of Jesus Christ, and we command it to leave us now in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for kings, for all who are in authority, and all true Christians everywhere, especially persecuted Christians and those that were left behind in Afghanistan. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. Father, in the name of Jesus, we cover ourselves and our mode of transportation in the blood of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, for clearance from the heavens in Jesus' name. We thank you for clearance.
from your throne in the name of Jesus Christ. We take authority, dominion, and power over every obstruction, whether human, spiritual, or objects, in the name of Jesus, in our path. And we thank you, Father, for removing it in the name of Jesus. We thank you for making us alert, Father, so we can pay attention to what's going on around us in the name of Jesus. We take authority, dominion, and power over the interference of persons that are too busy being occupied on a computer or on another cellular device so that they are not attentive to what they should be attentive to on the road. We bind poor driving habits in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind blindness in the name of Jesus. We bind poor visibility in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind reckless driving in the name of Jesus. Break your grip and hold in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we ask in Jesus' name that as the what is called the holidays approach, there are more people out in the roadways, Father, trying to get somewhere, trying to get something done. We ask you, Father, to give us ways and means to get to places without becoming um, a bottleneck in traffic in Jesus' name. If we will listen to you and what you're saying, we won't be stuck like many people are in Jesus' name. On the highways, can't move around can't get anything done. We take authority, dominion, and power over all the frustration, all the anger, all the impatience, all the pride, all the ignorance that will be released when people are out shopping in Jesus' name. We bind it in the name of Jesus Christ, and we release the peace of God. Hallelujah. We release the peace of God over the people and over their minds in Jesus' name. We bind accidents, collisions, calamity, people going to sleep while they're driving. Traffic calamities that cause death and serious injury. Father, if it's too dangerous, we ask that you keep the members of Miracle Outreach Ministry off the roads until a time when it's safer in Jesus' name. We thank you and we give you praise for it, Father. We cover ourselves and our property, our property and our property lines and our boundary lines with the blood of Jesus Christ. We take authority, dominion, and power over all trespassers, even animals, in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind trespassers in the name of Jesus. Spiritual trespassers, 
the animal trespassers or human trespassers, whatever they may be, we bind them in the name of Jesus Christ. Every form of trespassing, Lord, we bind it now in the name of Jesus. And we release the order, the divine order of God in the name of Jesus. We bind demons of the night and the day, bad dreams, nightmares, sex dreams, anything or anyone trying to get into our dreams. Other than the Lord Jesus Christ, our Heavenly Father, and God the Holy Spirit, we command them to stay away. We thank you for your giant warrior angels that protect us. As we sleep and rest, Father, and we thank you for the fiery wall of protection that you have around us in Jesus' name. We pull out any sharp pain that comes to us. It's witchcraft. We send it back in the name of Jesus Christ. Rakakusha. We pull out all fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, voodoo, witchcraft, curses, and anything that was sent to us from the demonic realm, and we return it from whence it came in the name of Jesus Christ, exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think in Jesus' name. We cut ourselves free from all ungodly silver cords, ley lines, soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and all other forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We tear down and destroy walls of protection around the in Jesus' name around witchcraft in the name of Jesus Christ, around Satanists, wizards, warlocks, witches, globalists, nanotechnology, shamans, sorcerers, divinators, and all such in the name of Jesus Christ. We break the power of love spells, vexes, hexes, curses, charms, voodoo, magic, sorcery, all spells, mind control, sickness, destruction, incense and candle burning, torment, pain, psychic power, psychic warfare, incantations, ungodly blessings, root works, crystals, hoodoo, fetishes, tribal rituals, and sin, everything that came from the demonic realm, we send it right back in the name of Jesus Christ. It's not ours. We reject it now in Jesus' name. We take authority, dominion, and power over every spirit of hate, bitterness, murder, envy, jealousy, wizardry, sorcery, and all the spirits that work with them in the name of Jesus Christ. We take authority, dominion, and power over the liars that speak to us through the Internet, television, through the radio, in person, on the telephone. We bind the liars and their lies in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind every form of deception. In the name of Jesus Christ, we send the lie right back where it came from. It's not ours. We walk in the spirit of truth in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord. We bind spirits of blindness, spirits of bondage, spirits of heaviness, spirits of fear, and spirits of hate. And we release over the people of God the liberty that is in Jesus Christ our Lord. Thank you, Lord. And everybody said amen. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. 
Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, featured psalm for this evening's worship service is Psalm 8. Psalm 8. And our verse for meditation comes from the book of Leviticus. Leviticus chapter 19, verse 28. Our featured ebook is Christian Harvest Rapture Resurrection Bible Study. And many of you have never read that book, but you ought to read it. It will answer a lot of questions for you about what's going on in the world today. Our, thank you, Father. Our guest call-in number remains, area code 319-527-6235, and press 1. Tonight, the Lord wants to talk to us about a glorious reality, a glorious reality. Amen. A glorious reality. Amen. Praise God. So, we know that life comes after death. Life. Yes. And once you have begun to walk, are willing to make a daily commitment to die to yourself and to yield yourself to the Holy Spirit as Jesus Christ did, The same spirit that raised Jesus physically from the dead is going to to raise you spiritually from death to life. I'll say that again. I'll say that again. After death comes life. I would hope that you're looking forward to that. I am. Once you become willing, this is a whosoever will faith, to make a daily commitment, daily, every single day, to die to yourself. What do you mean die to myself? Die to what you want, what you think, the way you've always believed, many times some things the way you were raised, the way your culture grew, or the way your social group, or the way your uh, intellectual group, or whatever group you have, sees it that's contrary to the word of God and the will of God for your life. That's right. You have to be willing to, to die to you. You see, if you want more Jesus, then you have to get out of the way. If you want to be more like him, you can't be sitting on the throne of your life. And neither can anyone else be sitting there. It's got to be God. If you want to be more like Jesus, if you want to please the Lord with your life, if you actually plan to go to heaven, then it will be necessary for you to become willing 
to make a daily commitment to die to you and what you want when it's not what God wants. That's right. You must decrease that he might increase in your life. You can't call the shots because in the kingdom of God, Jesus Christ is Lord. And his lordship gives him the right to run your life. That's what it means when it says that Jesus is the Lord of your life. That's what that phrase means. Your hands are off the steering wheel, and you don't sit behind it anymore. Jesus is running your life, and you're saying, yes, Lord. And you're dying to your way. That's right. It's got to go away. You can't have your way and God's way. It's one or the other. I know they told you that as soon as you came to Jesus, everything would be wonderful. Well, you're right. It is wonderful that now you have reestablished your relationship with your Heavenly Father. That is wonderful. But it's also wonderful that Jesus learned obedience through the things he suffered. Amen? Giving us an example. Amen. Praise the Lord. It's growing up time in the kingdom of God. Amen. So once you are willing to make a daily commitment to die to you and to yield yourself to the Holy Spirit, just as Jesus did, the same Spirit, the Holy Spirit, that raised Jesus Christ physically from the dead is going to raise you spiritually from death unto life, unto abundant life, unto life in the spirit. That's right. In Romans chapter 8, Romans in the New Testament, the book of Romans, Romans chapter 8, beginning with verse 10. If Christ be in you. The body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. We only use the King James Version here at this ministry. 11. If the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. You say, well, what does that mean, Pastor? Well, I'm about to explain. Most of the time, these two verses are talking about or emphasizing, most people use them this way, to talk about our physical bodies resurrecting, and it does apply, but also to realize that we are quickened in our spirits by the Holy Spirit. All of that numb stuff has got to go. Amen. 
And if Christ is in you, yet the spirit is alive because of righteousness. Your spirit man comes alive in righteousness, right believing, right doing, right living, right standing before the throne of God. Amen? So, we want to praise the Lord for this glorious reality, for this truth. You'll see, if you get around to reading Romans chapter 8, which I recommend, it's not necessarily homework this time, but I recommend that you reread Romans chapter 8. See that Paul is talking to us about right about walking in the spirit as opposed to walking in the flesh. Now we all know that walking in the flesh is walking in your life, the self-life, the self-life. I, me, my, and mine, okay? Yes, there will be a resurrection of our bodies in the future, but there is also a glorious resurrection to life in the spirit right now. Now, how does that life in the spirit come forth? How does this spiritual resurrection happen? Well, I'll tell you, it happens through the Holy Spirit who indwells you. The Bible says that if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you don't belong to God. You're none of his. That's right. That's what the Bible says. That if you don't have the Spirit of God in you, you do not belong to him. Amen. Amen. That is the truth. If you don't have God's spirit in you, that you're not his. So I would suggest that you make sure that God's spirit lives in you. Amen. That you're not just in church going through the motions disconnected from the kingdom of God and thinking that you got to go get got it going on it just doesn't a lot of people are in that condition unfortunately they've been going to church for years sitting on the same pew same seat and they're not some of them aren't even born again amen some of them aren't even born again but they think they are. They sat up and listened to it, and so they thought that they were. God has promised us, Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 26, Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 26, a new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh. What stony heart? The heart that's not sensitive and open to God. 
a heart that doesn't want to respond to him, a heart that's cold and stiff and unyielding to the Holy Spirit. He says he'll take that spirit right out of you. Well, how does that, well, you might want to open your mouth and ask him to do it. It sure helps. Truly believe that it'll help if you just open your mouth and ask him. Amen? If you open your mouth and ask him, I'm pretty sure he'll hear you and that he will respond. Amen? That was Ezekiel 36, 26. Amen. He says it will be as though he's washed you in clean water and that you'll be clean and your filthiness will be washed away. All that idol worship that's been in your heart all this time will be gone. And he'll give you that new heart and that new spirit. Amen? And he'll put new and right desires right in you and take out that heart that prefers sin and give you a heart of love. He'll put his spirit in you. That's right. He'll put his spirit in you so that you will want to obey God and you'll want to do what he wants you to do. Amen? Says he'll do that. In Joel, Joel chapter 2, Joel chapter 2, verse 28, Joel chapter 2, verse 28, he says that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. So God wants you to be filled with his spirit. Amen? He wants this for you, and you should want it for yourself. The very same spirit that graced Jesus Christ wants to grace us. There is only one spirit, and when you were born again, You were born, given life by the Spirit of God, and God placed his Spirit within you. Amen? God placed his Spirit within you. So you have now been resurrected from the dead to become a temple of the Holy Spirit. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 16, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 16. You know, we had this scripture not too long ago, and there were some questions here that you're supposed to answer and tell Jesus Christ your answer for these questions. If you didn't remember to do it then, I would suggest you do it now. Verse 16, and what agreement hath the temple of God with idols. What agreement full of God have with idols? You've become a temple of the Holy Ghost. So what agreement do you have with idols? Why would you be walking with them? 
Why would you be in agreement with them? Why would you be in association with them? You've been brought out of darkness. You're supposed to be walking in the light. For ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Amen? I will dwell, live in them, and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. That's what God wants. But you see, you have to want it too. Just as Jesus walked in the full knowledge of God, knowing that the Father was in him, in order for you to walk in the fullness of the Holy Spirit, you must also walk in the full knowledge of God. You must live every day of your life in the awareness that Christ is in you and that you are in him. Remember, we talked about that not too long ago, that you're in him. Remember, there were the nesting bowls. You're in him. You have to live your life every day acutely aware that Christ lives in you and that you live in him. You are now dead and he is living his life in you. That would mean you need to move over. Everybody cannot sit on the throne of your heart. That would mean you need to move. You need to enthrone him, throne of your own heart and life. You could say that you've been given a spiritual heart transplant. God has removed that old stony heart of unbelief and doubt, and fear. He took that out. So you can't go around acting like it's still there. That's right. That old stony heart of doubt, unbelief, fear, rebellion, he took out. So you can't live your life as though it's still there when it's been removed. Amen? He removed that heart, that stony heart that caused you to live in the flesh all the time and has given you a new heart to love him, to obey him, and to serve him. Now, you owe a debt. That's right. You owe a debt. God has been gracious. You owe a debt. Romans chapter 8, verse 12. Romans chapter 8, verse 12. I'm going to give you a moment to get that there. Romans chapter 8, verse 12. Yes, Lord. Amen. I think that was the scripture I wanted. Yes, it is. Amen. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors 
not to the flesh, not to the self-life. You don't owe your old life anything. To live after the flesh, you are under no obligation to do things the way you used to do them. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify or reject the deeds of the body, ye shall live. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. For as many as are led, well, if you're being led, that means you have to follow. Either God's going to lead or you're going to think you're leading. But if God's leading you, it's necessary for you to follow. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. They are the sons of God. Mm. The sons are led by the Spirit of God. You become a son of God, you are now required to be led by the Spirit of God, not your own inclination. Or I heard. Or I've always done it this way. Amen? This is a new day. This is a new day, a brand new day. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. This I say then, walk in the spirit, walk in the spirit of God, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Well, what do you mean? I mean, you won't fall back into those old traps that you used to fall into. Amen? When you stop saying yes to you and you start saying yes to Jesus, it's a new world. So, I encourage you and strongly advise you to obey only the Holy Spirit's instructions. He'll tell you what you ought to do. So you won't always be doing the wrong thing that you're accustomed to doing. Have a natural inclination to do the wrong thing. Yes, that's that nature we got from Adam when he rebelled. We have this inclination to do the wrong thing. But if you listen closely to the Holy Spirit and obey the scriptures, you'll stay on track. Amen? You'll be going in the store and you used to smoke cigarettes. And all of a sudden, some you'll smell that smell on somebody. And you'll be tempted to look at those cigarettes and he'll say, nope. And the minute you obey him, you're all right. You're safe. Amen. It's the truth. We have a tendency to do just the opposite from the things that the Holy Spirit tells us to do. 
and the good things we want to do when the Holy Spirit's in charge, usually they're the opposite of our natural desires. So there's this fight going on inside of us. Do I do what I want to do, or do I want to do what God's telling me to do? Amen. So we have to decide. Amen. We have to decide if we're going to yield to the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? Uh, Well, I know it's uh, something that most people don't do anymore, but there's this traffic sign called a yield sign. And when you see one, your brakes are supposed to be on because you have to yield the right of way to some other vehicles. Well, in Christendom, you yield the right of way to the Holy Spirit. You follow him. That's the way it works. Amen? You follow him. You remember the old church song, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. So, you are now responsible to no longer live your life walking around and gratifying your own self, but to live your life the way God wants you to, not the way you feel like doing it. It's not a matter of choice. You owe God a debt. Yes, you do. You owe him a debt. And First Peter chapter 4, beginning with verse 1, 1 Peter, chapter 4, beginning with verse 1, explains it. For as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. Think like Jesus thought. For he that hath suffered in the flesh hath ceased from sin, verse 2, that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lusts and passions and desires of men, but to the will of God. That's right. Jesus suffered in the flesh for us. So we're supposed to use as part of our weaponry, the same thoughts and purposes that God used, that we would rather patiently suffer rather than fail to please God. Amen? For those who choose, who decide, who realize, I do owe God a debt and I better get on it. For whoever suffers in the flesh with the mind of Christ, with the mind of Christ, That means they're intentionally not doing the sin and they've stopped pleasing themselves and the world and are now pleasing God. That person can no longer spend the rest of their natural life living by their own desires, 
their own appetites, their own wants, their own wishes, their own stubbornness, their own rebellion, and their own hard-headedness. But instead, they live for what God wants. You see, I want to make this clear. The suffering in the flesh doesn't mean you've got a cold. That's not it. It doesn't mean uh, you have a sprain. No, 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 that's not what I'm talking about. This kind of suffering means that you literally put to death your own personal desires in preference to obeying God and pleasing him. And the appetite and lust and desires and craving of your own body, you put it to death so you can do what God wants you to do. It means that you no longer walk around in a spirit of gluttony. It means that you say no to some thoughts that pop up in your head. Wouldn't you like to have this? No. I'm living to please Jesus, and I've been believing him to help me overcome in this area. So I bind that thought in Jesus' name. I cast down that imagination, and I bring it captive and subject to Jesus Christ. Well, I want to live on this side of town in this neighborhood. But at present, you don't have the grace to do so. So instead of being in sin by being covetous, you choose to be pleased with the grace that God has afforded you. There. Is that clear enough? I think you understand. You want to go spend your money on such and such and such. But you've got this this feeling, this this unction, this sensing, this perception inside that you probably ought not to do that. And so what do you do? Either you're going to listen to the Holy Spirit in you, and say, Lord, if you don't want me to do this, I won't do it. Or you're going to ignore the promptings of the Holy Spirit, and you're going to go do it anyway. There. Praise the Lord. So now that you are spiritually risen from the dead with Jesus Christ, you have a responsibility to set your own mind. That's right. You have a personal responsibility to the Lord and to yourself to set your mind, to set your will, and to set your emotions to seek after the things of God. Now that you've been changed, You've been brought into God's kingdom through Jesus Christ our Lord. It is your response, your own mind, your own thoughts, your own will, your own emotions 
to seek after the things of God instead of the things that you wanted to do. Amen? That's the truth. That's what the Bible says to do. And Colossians chapter 3, Colossians chapter 3, beginning with verse 1. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection. You know what affections are. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. Remember, we talked about you being in him. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Therefore, mortify your members which are upon the earth. Well, what do you mean? Fornication? You know what that is. Uncleanness? Inordinate affection. What's inordinate affection? Affections that are outside the order of God. Evil concupiscence. That's right. That's sexual vice and impurity. Unholy desire. Covetousness, which is idolatry. Covetousness is idolatry. Covetousness equals idolatry. Amen? So, you see, you've been raised with with Jesus Christ to a new life, and thereby you get to share in his resurrection. So you're supposed to aim and eternal treasures that are above. You have to set your mind and keep it set on the things which are above, not the things that are on the earth, not all of those entanglements. For as far as the world is concerned, as far as worldliness, You're supposed to be dead. Now, let's talk about that. I know you've met other Christians who are more worldly than some of you were when you were in the world. But you see, they have to grow in this area right here that we're talking about. You know, when you're worldly, you have to have the latest this, that, or the other. You can't pass up things and say, That's not for me. You got to grab hold because that's what's going on and that's what's popular and that's what's happening and you got to be cool. No, that's, that's worldliness. That's sin. You understand. 
Amen. Your new life is his with Christ and God. So you need to kill. You need to deprive of power all of those evil desires that are still in you. Those desires that led you into sin. All of the sexual vice, all of the impurity, all of the sensual, and not just sensual appetites, all kinds of appetites. It's outside of the boundaries God has set. Amen? Unholy desires, greed, and, oh, yes, and. The deifying of your own self and other created things instead of God. Well, what do you mean by that? Well, think about it. There are people who are driving in a Toyota. I'm just using Toyota as an example because that's a car I could suddenly think of. There's nothing wrong with that Toyota. It was fine. It was paid for. It wasn't breaking down. It it did everything the owner needed it to do. But the man across the street went and bought himself a brand-new Ram truck. And so, all of a sudden, his Toyota that fits fine in his garage, that hasn't broken down or let him down, is paid for already. All of a sudden, it loses its place with him. Now he's lusting after a ram truck just like the man across the street. So he begins to say to himself, you know, self, I believe I deserve to have one of those trucks, too. And if he can have one, why can't I? While I'm and I've, and so I deserve to have one of those. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, he's already in trouble. Right then, right there, he's in trouble. You see, you have to learn to grab those thoughts, pull them down. You have to bind those thoughts up in Jesus' name because they're not righteous thoughts. You sit there and you watch your neighbor with that, uh, that truck payment and that insurance payment and whatever, and it can't fit in his garage, by the way. He's got to park it in, in the driveway because it won't fit in the garage. So you sit there and watch that and, and get jealous and envious and in sin. You sink deeper and deeper into sin till you sit in front of the TV one day and you see a commercial, and they're having a sale. And what do you do? You're off to the races. There you go. You know, saints, 
It's not a good thing to let the flesh take over your life. It's just not. So not only are you given new life by the Holy Spirit that lives within you, you're brought into more knowledge, greater knowledge of Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus told all of his disciples that the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, would not speak about himself, but he would reveal Jesus to them. In John chapter 15, verse 26, the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verse 26, but when the Comforter is come, that's the Holy Spirit, whom I will send unto you from the Father, Jesus said, even the Spirit of truth seated from the Father, he shall testify or reveal me. He'll testify of me. He'll reveal me. He'll help you to understand and relate to Jesus better. Amen? So some of those ideas that you've had in your head that aren't right anyway, he'll help you to get rid of them and replace them with the truth of the scriptures. Order to walk in the fullness of the Holy Spirit, the fullness of God, you must needs be yield to the Holy Spirit. You can't be calling the shots. It doesn't work that way. I want you to pay very close attention to what I'm about to say. That means clear all that other stuff out your head because this is extremely, extremely important. Your experience is limited in proportion to the degree of your grasp of God's purpose and plan for your life. Let me say it again. Your experience is limited in proportion to the degree of your grasp of God's purpose and plan for your life. Now, I'm going to leave you with that statement, and I'm going to let you meditate on it. Amen? I'm going to let you think about it. I'm going to let you pray about it and ask God about it so that he can open it up to you. Amen. When you were first born again, you were just a spiritual baby. You had very limited understanding of God's purpose for your life. In fact, you probably didn't really understand everything that had happened to you. But as you began to read and study the word, the Holy Spirit began to reveal. He, that means he removed layers of darkness and began to unfold to you his plan and purpose for your life. 
No, not his plan and purpose for your life 30 years from now, his plan and purpose for your life right here and now. Some people just think they have to have the entire landscape mapped out for them. Well, if you have all that, you surely don't need to trust God, now do you? Hmm. Well, right here, right now. But, you know, some people are nosy. They feel that they must know every single thing. Well, nosiness is a work of the flesh. It's not a part of the spirit of God. Amen? So, as you begin to grow in the Lord and to grow in his word, the Holy Spirit begins to remove darkness, layers of darkness, and he begins to let you in on some things about your life. He begins to teach you and to guide you into all truth. But first of all, you must become teachable. You must become teachable. And you must learn to follow him so that you can be guided. You must learn. It's a learning process. You know, one of the most disastrous things seen young Christians do is they come to Christ out of the world, and before they can begin to get uh, grounded in the things of God, they go running off, making major decisions in their lives. But they do not consult the Lord. They think that all of a sudden, okay, I'm a Christian now, so I have all the answers. No, that's not the truth. You have access to the answers. They make life-changing decisions, but they do not humble themselves because, you see, pride thinks he already knows the answers. They do not humble themselves and seek the Lord through prayer and fasting for the answers and then wait for God to bring the answer or the solution. And the devil knows that you're tempted to do it and you don't have the foggiest notion that he's sitting right there holding it right in front of your nose, come this way, come this way, and you're just gullible and go right that way. You don't take every step of what happens and go to Jesus and say, Lord Jesus, is this right? Is this what you want for me? Amen. It's the truth. The Holy Spirit begins to teach you and to guide you into all truth. John, the Gospel of John, chapter 16, verse 13. The Gospel of John, chapter 16, verse 13. How be it when he, the Spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit is come, he will guide you into all truth. 
For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. But it is not until you begin to grasp and lay hold of these promises by faith that you are brought into an experience of possessing and enjoying these promises. It's a process. Most young Christians think, okay, we tell them the Bible says that God will heal you. And so they think, okay, that means, Lord, I ask you to heal me. And they think that automatically means that in two seconds there, they got every healing they need right there, and it's all supposed to be right there. They haven't learned the process yet. So they're disappointed until they talk to a more seasoned believer who explains the process, dear. Just like everything else in life, it's a process. God is not microwavable. So then they think, it's going to take God all day to do this. So I better go out and do, do it myself. And they mess up big time. Then they come back all upset why it didn't work. Well, you have to learn to be obedient. You have to learn to wait for God. You have to learn to trust him. You have to learn to humble yourself. You've got to learn. Amen? You've got to learn what faith is, and you've got to learn to use it all the time. Well, you say, well, Pastor, I've been listening to you preach this to me for a good while now, and I know how to do this. Yes, but, my dear, you're still not doing it as consistently as you ought to. There's room for improvement. Praise the Lord. Amen. There is room for improvement. The Holy Spirit shows you that it's God's will for you to be healed. You must first release your faith, your trust in God, and act on that promise before you have the experience of being healed. Yes, there's corresponding action that goes with believing. All right. You're believing God to deliver you from cigarettes. So, That means the money that you used to spend purchasing cigarettes, you now have to allot it to someplace else. It can go in your savings account. It can go to pay a bill. It can go a lot of other places, but it cannot go to buy cigarettes ever again. Furthermore, you are now permanently restricted from borrowing a cigarette from anybody. 
you will now restrict yourself from going places where you know people are standing around smoking. So you won't be so tempted. Amen? This is the way it works in Christianity. God has not planned any defeats for any of us, not one. As the Holy Spirit begins to show us that it is God's purpose in our lives that we should be able to face every circumstance, every trial, every test, and come through with victory, we must first accept it by faith. You've got to choose to believe that. Because there are people who are Christians who still don't believe that it's God's will to heal them for that way. Jesus Christ took stripes on his body. He took the chastisement of our peace. But there are still people who have confessed Christ that do not believe it's God's will to heal human beings. Even though all through the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and all through the Bible, God healed people. They still refuse to believe it. See, that's what I mean by you you deciding you're going to be teachable and you're going to follow. You must accept it by faith and begin to act before you will come into an experience, an experience where it becomes a reality in your life. Amen. Romans chapter 1, verse 17. Romans chapter 1, verse 17. Romans chapter 1, verse 17. If you're new at this ministry, you will learn to have your King James Version of the Bible open right there in front of you, a notepad of some sort, and a writing implement. And when I give the scripture, to write down the scripture first and then go look it up. Amen. Romans chapter 1, verse 17. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. That's how you live the Christian life. You live it by faith, not by presumption, not by assumption, not by tradition. You live it by faith. Amen. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7. 
For we walk by faith, not by sight. Now, if you have not highlighted that scripture in your Bible, you ought to. For we walk, we live our lives by faith, by trusting God and believing his promises, no matter what. Not by sight, not by what we hear, what we see, what we taste, what we think we feel. No, we live by faith, not by sight. We don't go by the appearance of things. We go by the word of God. Amen. James chapter 2. James chapter 2. Praise the Lord. Beginning with verse 17. James chapter 2, beginning with verse 17. Even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. Verse 18, yes, a man may say, thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee by my faith, show thee my faith by my works. You see, there's some doing involved once you say, I believe thus and so. I believe the Bible says God will heal me. I believe it. So there's some things that are different now. I have a hope and an expectation that what God is saying to me is actually going to happen in me. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. James chapter 2, verse 26. James chapter 2, verse 26. For as the body without the spirit is dead, the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Praise the Lord. Amen. That's not the right reference. Amen. Freely given. Okay. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. I'm giving you a moment. Some of you are not used to having to keep up with me, and I'm giving you a moment to catch up. Oh, she didn't go away? No, I'm right here. I'm giving you a little time now to catch up. Amen. Amen. And I'm going to use it to look up another scripture. Excuse me. 
Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. There we go. Amen. Praise God. That's uh, All righty. So this is how the spirit works to bring you into a place of spiritual maturity. Number one, you are born again by the spirit of God. Number two, spirit of God begins to reveal God's purpose and plan for your life. You receive knowledge. By faith, you release your faith and act upon what the Lord has revealed. And thereby, number four, you enter into an experience with the Lord. Now, sometimes the act of faith is prayer. Sometimes the act of faith is worship. Sometimes the act of faith is thanksgiving, but there is a corresponding act of faith, whatever it may be. Remember, the work of the Holy Spirit isn't just automatic. You know, you just sit there and ride around in Christendom, and you don't have to do anything. The Holy Spirit does everything. Sorry, it doesn't work that way. You must continually yield to the Holy Spirit. As long as you continue to release your faith and act upon the truth the Holy Spirit reveals to you, you will continue to grow and mature. Praise the Lord. But should you fail to reach out by faith, to grasp hold of and act on what the Spirit of God is revealing to you, your experience will be limited. But should you fail to reach out by faith, to grasp hold of and act on what the Spirit of God is revealing to you, your experience will be limited. This is one of the reasons that churches all over the world are full of what we call spiritual babies. They've been in church all their life, and they still don't know very much about God, and they have very weak and very weak faith. Amen? So now let's talk about this. Let's talk about this application to help you come into this experience so that you can walk more fully with the Holy Spirit. You've been born again. God's placed his spirit in you. He dwells in you. And now plan is being unfolded to you. Amen? Now we have received, I'm in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit.
spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. That means that God is bringing us into greater knowledge of who Jesus Christ is. He is revealing more and more the hope of his calling in your life. He's revealing to you the riches of your inheritance. He's revealing how he has planned for you to be conformed into Christ's image. Conformed into Christ's image, that's right. And he's revealing how to walk in the fullness of the Spirit. By faith, you must receive these revelations or understandings into your spirit. You must yield yourself to the Holy Spirit. You must present yourself to God and expect him to bring about a transformation in your life when you are continually being transformed changed into Christ's image, where you are walking in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Well, what was that? Okay. Remember not too long ago, we had this conversation about you being transformed from the person you've always been into the person that God intended for you to be when he sent you into the earth. Just like the caterpillar goes from being a caterpillar into a butterfly. A transformation has to take place. It takes time. Time. It takes faith. And some people get to certain points in their growth and they sit down and go, well, I think this is good enough. No, Jesus is not in agreement with that thought. He says, there's a lot more. Get up and let's get going. You must yield yourself to the Holy Spirit. You must present yourself to God and expect him to bring about a transformation in your life so that you will be continually being transformed. That means changed into Christ's image. You'll become a lot more like Jesus Christ. Amen. A lot more like Jesus Christ and a lot less like who you used to be. That means change is going to have to to happen. Change. It's a part of it. Learn to welcome it and embrace it. Amen. Some changes in your mind, you might think, that's not for me, Lord. But if God says it's for you, it's for you. Praise the Lord. 
It is impossible for you to walk in the spirit in your own strength. Don't even try that one. Humans are known for their weakness, but God will give you grace. As you continually yield yourself to the spirit of God, as you continually release your faith and act on what the Holy Spirit is revealing to you through the scriptures, through his word, the Holy Spirit will bring you into an experience, an experience with God, not an experience with a witch, a warlock, a wizard, a tarot card reader, or whatever else you had before. No, an experience with God where you are continually being changed into Christ's image. Amen? That's right. That's how this works. That's how this works. Amen. Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians. Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. But we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed, but we all are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. The more we behold Jesus, the more we pay attention to him, the more time we spend in his presence, the more time we spend obeying him and trusting him and loving him and worshiping him and spending time in his word, the more he changes us from what we were to what he's always wanted us to be. Amen? Amen. So we're going to stop right there tonight. And I would like for you to recast this message because God's got some more things to say. Amen? He needs to get our attention in a special way, church, because life is filled with swift transition. Life is filled with swift transition. And we need to go to the next place in learning to say no to ourselves and yes to the Lord. Amen. Seeking God with a yes in our hearts and a yes in our mouth. Trusting the Lord with a yes in our hearts and a yes in our mouth. Obeying the Lord, even though we don't have all the pieces to the puzzle, so we think, with a yes in our heart and a yes, Lord, in our mouth. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. 
Praise the Lord. Amen, amen, amen. So, Brother Bill, we've been waiting to hear these praise reports. Oh, boy, I can't wait to read them all off. Here we go. NK has a praise report. AK's call in from last night is a blessing to our whole family. Thank you, Jesus, for our good church and wonderful pastor. Dina has a praise report. My sister in Christ, D.C., that I've been putting in the prayer room said to tell everyone at MIC, thank you for your prayers. They my, they have been answered. Her biopsy for her cancer of colon and lymph nodes came back negative. Praise the Lord Jesus, the healer, for answering prayers. Thank you, Lord, for that. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Laura Ann has a praise report. Suddenly I experienced six symptoms of as an elephant was sitting on my chest. I did not get in panic, returned immediately. And hallelujah, Jesus, it was gone as fast as it came. Praise you, Lord. I praise the Lord for the unity in the MIC prayer room and in this church. Praise you, Lord, for that. Sam Owens has a uh, praise report. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for protecting me from the enemy and keeping me even though I'm still having problems. The enemy don't let up. And I don't give up. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Caroline has a praise report. Nell is speaking in real sentences now. And a group of bullies used to take his belt. Today he came and got it from them. Fitting told them, leave me alone. They dropped his belt and ran in the other direction. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. And N.K. has another praise report. During Pastor's Friday night teaching, I saw something very important, and I'm extremely grateful because it's an essential piece of information. So during the day, in my usual routine, I use 2 Corinthians 10, 4 through 5 against thoughts that are ungodly, tormenting, or lies, and separating. I will defer to the Holy Spirit as much as I can, remember to acknowledging him in all my ways to see what he does or doesn't want me to do. Well, today when I was out, I saw some people filling out applications and could use an extra pen. It was my idea that they could use the pen, and I didn't just give one of the pens instantly as I would have in the past. I tried to discern if God wanted me to, but I never just took the thought captive, binding it. I wound up giving them the pen, not getting it back, and fretting about walking into a trap since. Somehow I had grasped that when I get the idea to do something, binding it is how to determine God's will. Even though pastor has told the visiting Dr. Pat's sister story many times, the information just hadn't clicked. It's only by God's grace that I've been protected in my haphazard ignorance. Wow. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. And N.K. says, since our last fast, my Bible reading and time in the Gospels has been very special. Thank you, Pastor Sabrina and to our Lord Jesus. 
And Gina has a praise report. I'm grateful to our leadership and monthly fast. The small, still voice of the Holy Spirit is becoming noticeable, faintly noticeable to me. When I am unsure, I am binding as tall. When I have an answer, the Lord in his mercy is giving me confirmation signs. It's so subtle yet so exciting this Christian walk. I am grateful. <laughs> praise you, Lord, for that. We're all learning. And NK, praise when we went to visit the new vet today and God protected us from a very challenging highway. The reports on both dogs were great. They received and needed care. And all my questions were thoroughly answered. But best of all, we know we have a relationship with a clinic for our dogs that supports us and how we care for them instead of bullying and shaming us and asking questions rather than blindly following the standard procedure to over-medicate and vaccinate. It is truly a blessing to have found a veterinarian clinic like this. They are rare. Thank you, Jesus, for leading KK to it. It's making our life better. Praise you, Lord, for that. And M. Trim has a praise report. On my way home from the airport picking up a, a rental, I got stopped by the police driving 60 and a 45. Thank you, God. He gave me a warning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Caroline has a praise report. I got 384 pounds that steadily towards my hitting bill. Praise you, Lord, for that. I was sent my new bank card from June, just recently got to try it, had to make it a supermarket payment, and I could not put the payment through. The enemy tried to shut down my phone. I did some warfare before and bam, Bozy, and 35 minutes into delivery slot before the delivery lady ran back, the card went through, the grocery was delivered, thank you. Father God and Jesus Christ for everything you've done. I've gotten more deliverance. My fingers and palms are straightening out. Praise you, Lord, for that. NRT has a praise report. We went on a 5K marathon. God gave me the grace to complete it all the way to the finish line. Praise God. That's awesome. This is my very first time during during some, doing something like this. Been trying to do better. Still believing God for weight loss. I've been praying for God to give me grace and binding and loosening as before time and in the event. I noticed that, that right before we started to walk, I started getting short of breath out of nowhere. I prayed and immediately posted a prayer in the prayer room, and it stopped soon after. And it's just amazing. And during the walk, my daughter said to me, do you want to take a break? I said, no, because if I stop, I won't complete my race. In my spirit, I knew to myself, I knew I needed to press through this. And I thank you, God, for endurance and everything that you've done to help me. I just praise you for that, Lord Jesus. And NK has praised God. I just wanted to thank God and Pastor Sabrina and encourage everyone Pastor tells us to ask the Holy Spirit to select archive messages for us. 
not just to listen to what seems good according to the title. It remains true today. He told me to go to the second teaching on a certain page. I did, but the teaching was sandwiched between others that were so tempting to listen to their titles and appeared more relevant to my need. I chose to listen to the Holy Spirit, highlighted it, and definitely contained the things I needed to hear, and not just in the message, but also in pastor's opening prayer and monologue, as well as the call-ins. God knows everything. Amen. Do you hear that, saints? Let the Holy Ghost guide you when you go to the prayer room, and I mean in the uh, archives, and he will help you, and we praise you for that. Now, M. Trim has a praise report. I had been putting prayer requests in the Global Prayer Wars prayer room every day for my nephew, WTL, the second TJ, to deliver him from alcohol, adultery, depression, confusion, marriage breaking, spirits, denial, shame, pride, etc. <clears throat> and for him to receive salvation, TJ. His wife and I visited a local church on Sunday. However, prior to coming to Jacksonville, my sister called me Sunday morning and stated that TJ changed his mind in coming to the church with me. He's not going, she says. I specifically told her, he will be coming with me. The devil is a liar. While getting dressed, I bound the voice of speaking to TJ and prayed in my prayer language as well as his mom all the way to my sister's house after getting there. I ministered to him about giving the Lord an opportunity to help him in something he couldn't do on his own, to let the Lord show him who he is in his life. Finally, he agreed, my sister, and I thank the Lord, and he and his wife will be attending the service with me. After service, Pastor Sabrina and Sister Pastor Bill administered deliverance through the guidance of the Holy Spirit as we, the local church family, prayed in unity for TJ and his wife's deliverance. Glory, hallelujah. They both received deliverance, salvation, and the prayer language. Praise the Lord. Prayer and fasting is essential to everyone's deliverance and, of course, praising our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in the process. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much, which produces God's results and his will. So be not discouraged in praying for your loved ones. Fight, fight, fight. It will happen in God's timing. Thank you, Lord, for the leadership of MOM and MIC and the members for coming into agreement with the Godhead and their solutions and answers to the prayer. Praise the Lord. Victory belongs to Jesus. Well, praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, praise you for that wonderful praise report. And DCH has a praise report. Thank you, Jesus, for helping me sell some items. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I need the Holy Spirit says I need to say something. Go ahead. Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to I thank you for this word for whoever it's for. Some of you have been praying for your adult children to line up with God. You've tried to talk to them, you've tried to reason with them, you've prayed for them, you've cussed some of them out. But you need to turn them over to the Lord. 
That's what God's waiting on. He's waiting on you to turn them over to the Lord. See, some of you, you do this. You say, Lord, I'm giving so-and-so over to you. And the first little thing that goes wrong in so-and-so's life, you're trying to pray it away. Well, let me explain this to you. If you pray away every little thing, they'll never get saved. You've got to let God process them his way. Trust. You've got to believe, and you've got to let God be in control. You can't be in control. You can't be behind the steering wheel. Amen? So when you decide that Jesus is the one who sets the captives free, then Jesus will do what he needs to do. Amen. Go ahead, Brother Bill. Praise the Lord. Let me finish DCH praise report. Thank you, Jesus, for helping me sell some items and for the opportunity to continue evangelizing. Praise you, Lord, for that. M. Alms has a praise report. Thank you, Father God, for you cared enough for me finding my cell phone that it wasn't petty or trivialness. It was important to me. It was so important to you that I found it. I just give you thanks and praise you, Father, for leading me to it. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for keeping me out of fear and just trusting in the Lord that I would find it. Once again, Father, I give you, God, all the glory and praise for showing me where my phone was. Praise you, Lord Jesus. And in case says, praise God for breaking through in my body. My husband took me on a walk this morning. I prayed for him to be part of my rehabilitation for a long time, and God has made it happen. Because of the safety and security KK provides when I'm out walking, I have found more chance of really working out and getting stronger today. God showed me something I needed to do with my right foot. It changed the entire alignment of my leg and hip as I continued stepping in a new way. My body labored and I cried but kept pushing. The experience was like a scene from the movie when a person is in rehab after an accident that caused brain damage. They have to work very hard to make their body wake up and function correctly again. Glory to God. There's no searching of his understanding. He has taken captivity captive and given good gifts to men. Bless the Lord, O my soul. He executes righteousness and judgment for all the oppressed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And Pastor Sabrina, Brother Bill, Brother Marshall, and the beloved MOM Saints, thank you for your prayers. We just praise you, Lord, for that praise report. And for him has a praise report. Hallelujah. The car wouldn't start. Yesterday, for the first time, the Lord Jesus provided me much support from complete strangers. They got it jump-started in two seconds, and the car works just fine. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And you look at their eyes, and you never know if the Lord's sending angels to help you. And Tammy has a praise report. 
I placed a prayer request for my mother last week. She fell on the tile floor, and initially they thought she had broken her hip, but instead it was severely fractured. She was taken to one of the best hospitals in Texas. Excuse me, states. Had surgery. That went beautiful and is receiving outstanding care from the medical staff. I was able to witness to one of the nurses dealing with spiritual bondage and physical ailments. I gave her and another nurse information for this ministry. Praise the Lord. You are, as usual, turning the bad into good for your glory, and we give you all the praise and all the glory, and we're so glad to hear about Tammy's mom. Praise you, Lord Jesus. And these are wonderful Awesome praise reports. And now back to you, Pastor Sabrina. Just praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for your wonderful works with the children of men. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So now, saints, you cannot sit there and say God's not moving in the lives of the saints in this ministry. Yes, he is. And he's doing it every single day. Every single day. I also want to caution somebody. Brother Bill, please put up the dream protocol at this time. Thank you so much. I want to caution somebody. This is the caution. You get the dream, whatever the dream may be, and you decide that the dream is distasteful to you. So you decide that it's not from God. And so you are wrong. The protocol states to ask Jesus Christ if he sent the dream or vision. You must needs be, do number one, as it is printed. You ask Jesus Christ if he sent the dream or vision. Number two, if he says yes, ask him for the interpretation with confirming scriptures. No, we don't use dream books. We've got the spirit of truth. If he says no, then you enter into the specific warfare that's listed. It's right there in the chat room. I encourage you to print out a a copy of it for yourself and physically attach it to the inside of your Bible so that you can find it all the time. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. You cannot assume, because you didn't like the dream, that God didn't send it. You must needs be, follow the protocol as it is written. Amen? Not as you want to interpret it, but as it is actually printed. Amen? Amen, amen. Thank you, Lord, for that. Praise the Lord. What was that? I sent them to you. I sent them to you, Brother Bill. I sent them. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to go to the guest call-ins for a minute and see what the Lord will do. Area code 562, you're on the air live in Jesus' name. Hi, Pastor. Hi. How are 
I'm blessed. How are you? Highly blessed and highly favored of the Lord. That's good. That's good. What can we do for you? Um, just prayer to continuously follow what you're teaching. And when the Holy Spirit gives me an unction to follow something, because yesterday I wanted cookies, and I heard the Lord say no, but I still walked in because I wasn't sure it was him. And I didn't do anything he told me to do, because just the way and ask the Lord. And then today I also, um, on my lunchtime, I read, um, I read the word, and basically I just want to do what he tells me to do. And like you said, it takes practice, and little, those little things I'm missing by ignoring when I hear the, the Spirit tell me something. Okay, well, first of all, you're going to have to repent for grieving the Holy Spirit because you ignored him. I did. When I got home, I I did on my way home, and when I laid down, I, I repented, and I told the Lord that I, I even got on my knees in the morning, and I still remember that I'm dirt, and he's God, and he's sovereign, so... So you repent. I feel bad. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Now, you have to uh, make some decisions. You have to make some decisions. The first decision you're going to have to make is when you hear the Spirit of God, you're going to stop right then. At that moment, at that spot, no matter where you are and no matter what you're doing, and you're going to have to do the things we teach you to do to make sure it's the Holy Spirit. That's what you're going to have to determine. You're going to have to make a commitment to do that. Just like you have a thing, go to work, you have a commitment to do that. You understand? Yes, ma'am. Are you ready to do that? Yes, ma'am. Okay, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come into agreement with our sister's intent and her commitment to you to listen with the intention of obeying when the Holy Spirit speaks to her or prompts her and to do the things we've taught her to do so that she'll know it's you and not just her flesh. Now, Lord, I kind of felt that when you told her no cookies, she knew that was you. But she wanted she yes. wanted to do what she wanted to do. So she knew she was wrong and she repented. But, Father, we ask you to strengthen her. Strengthen her by your spirit. Strengthen her so that she will have the resolve to do what she's been taught to do. We take authority, dominion, and power over the fear of uncertainty. We command it to be bound in the name of Jesus Christ and to come out of her right now. That fear of uncertainty. Take a deep breath and call from your gut. You know what time it is. Come on out. All that that root ball of fear and uncertainty. You come up now in the name of Jesus. That's a spirit of fear. 
is I'm uncertain. Come on out in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on out of her. That whole root ball. Come, Come out right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Come out now. Come on out of her in the name of Jesus. That whole root ball of uncertainty, I'm not sure. Double-mindedness, I bind you in the name of Jesus. Come out of her. Double-mindedness, triple-mindedness, everything but single-minded for Jesus. I bind you in the name of Jesus. I chain you with eternal chains under darkness, and I command you to come up and out of her. Go into the spiritual cage and to the feet of Jesus for judgment. Right now, Father, we thank you for releasing your angels to war against those spirits that have warred against our sister in Jesus' name. They've been holding her back. We break your grip and hold right now in Jesus' name. We break your grip and hold right now in the name of Jesus Christ. We break your grip and hold. We tear her away from you in Jesus' name. We loose her from your influence and your hold on her in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now take a deep breath and allow the Holy Spirit and the and the fire of God to come in and burn those spirits out. Father, we thank you for taking this deliverance to completion in Jesus' name. Now release your prayer language. Okay. I need you to write something down. I need you to uh, write these scriptures down so you can okay. start to pray them every day. Okay. Psalm 25, verse 4 and 5. Psalm 25, verse 4 and 5. 25, verse 4, verse 5, and verse 9. Psalm 25, verse 4, 5, and 9. Psalm 25. Did you get that? Psalm 24, I'm sorry. Okay, I'll give it to you again. Psalm 25. Uh Uh-huh. Verses 4. Uh-huh. Verses 5. Verse 5. 
And verse 9. And verse 9. Psalm 27. Psalm 27. Uh-huh. Verse 11. Verse 11. Psalm 86. Okay. Verse 11. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Okay, now you make sure you... Include those scriptures in your prayers every day, all right? Yes, ma'am. All right. God bless you. We love you. You'll do just fine. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Yes, sir. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning this. So we start the journey on April 15th and watch how the dollar travels through the IRS processing plant and lands in the treasury. From there, it is taken out and wanders over to Ukraine but not before being converted into Bitcoin and residing in an exchange. Now the dollar is no longer recognizable, nor is it traceable, except by those that are in the know. And that certainly isn't anybody that honestly and legally provided that dollar in the first place. The dollar now self-identifies as a Bitcoin and travels to Ukraine, where it is further anonymized. It sits there happily until it is transported back to the U.S., but this time to a different exchange, which heavily supports and donates to a certain political party or movement. From here, it is converted back into the dollar and becomes part of an ad buy for a certain political party, but now resides in the bank account of the media company, which again donates this dollar to the same political party. How interesting. The collapse of cryptocurrency exchange FTX the value of all crypto assets plummeting as investors sour on a market that once seemed extremely promising. From Friday to Sunday, total market cap of all tokens was down 3% from $856 billion to $831 billion. Since November, their value has dropped by 18% for a little over one trillion. According to Coin Market Cap, meanwhile, the data tracked by website CoinGecko shows that the value of global crypto assets has fallen over seventy percent from a record peak of just under three trillion recorded a year ago. The price of Bellwether Bitcoin tumbled twenty two percent in the seven days through Sunday. 
its worst weekly performance since mid-June, while its market cap fell into $305 billion. The top crypto has lost three-quarters of its value in one year. At the same time, Ether dropped 24%, its market cap declining to $144 billion. Solana was the biggest loser, dropping over 60% in the past seven days. Doggycoin fell by 30% over the same period. FTX filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection on Friday. Its CEO, Sam Bankman-Fried, stepped down. The exchange indicated it has over 100,000 creditors assets in the range of $10 billion to $50 billion, as well as liabilities in the range of $10 billion to $50 billion. Some 130 additional, additional affiliated companies are part of the proceeding, including Alameda Research, Bankman Freed's crypto trading firm, and FTX U.S., the company's U.S. subsidiary. Things got worse over the weekend when FTX and FTX U.S. became victims of an attack that drained hundreds of millions of dollars in crypto out of the exchange's wallet. Wow. On Sunday, crypto exchanges Binance and Hubi blocked deposits of FTT FTX's native tokens, and some 400 million worth of the tokens were released out of schedule without any official explanation. Sounds a lot like thievery to me. Stablecoin issuers Tether blocked addresses tied to the FTX account drainer's wallet. The bankruptcy of the FTX exchange is the latest blow to the struggling cryptocurrency market. The price of digital coins began to drop sharply back in June as the U.S. Federal Reserve's tightening policy prompted investor fears in an incoming recession, which also increased demand for safe haven financial assets. Crypto crashes and crypto exchange schemes come and go. I had assumed that Mt. Gox disaster of 2014 would be the last, teaching investors to keep their own custody and watch the exchanges, the on and off ramps to the ecosystem very carefully. Keep your funds in your possession. The old guard has been screaming for 10 years. Use the exchanges as necessary, but remember that they're not magic money-making machines. And yet, here we are, with yet another meltdown of a magic money-making machine. Sadly, this event proved to be a foreshadowing, the eye-popping mess of FTX and its valorized founder, Sam Bankman-Fried, is turning out to be one for the ages, from zero to $32 billion and back to zero again, in a mere three years. It's impossible for those of us fascinated by the sector 
to stop digging and looking, where to begin. There were the loving interviews on TV, the fancy conferences in the Bahamas with guests, such as Bill Clinton and Tony Blair, including one in April this year, during which time Bankman Freed was working to become the second largest donor to the Democratic Party at the midterm. Hmm. This was well enough known that Bankman Friedman bragged about it. Then FTX became a huge donor to the Democratic National Committee. Fascinating. Very convenient. This Ukrainian FTX-DNC relationship would normally be all over the headlines as worthy of a deep look, especially with the midterm timing. The wild passion of the Biden administration to funnel as much money as it could to Ukraine at a time when Americans are suffering from high inflation and the murky world of crypto financing that bypasses normal banking channels. It brings to mind the Iran-Contra scandals of the 1980s, which reveal back-channel funding deals to promote foreign policy priorities while bypassing congressional approval. And yet not even that mess involved on-the-record campaign contributions from, for example, Commander Zero of the Contra forces. Even so, the scandal lit up front pages for many months. So far on the relationship between the DNC and the FTX via Ukraine, we've only seen intrepid sleuths on Twitter on the case. There are other strange signs, such as how FTX was founded just following the announcement in 2019 that Biden would run for president and that Bankman Freed's own mother was a co-founder of Mind the Gap PAC, the sole purpose of which has been to fund Democrat campaigns. In addition, Bankman Freed's brother, Gabe Bankman Freed, started a pandemic company called Guarding Against Pandemics, the purpose of which was to support the $30 billion that the Biden administration allocated to pandemic planning. Additionally, there's Almeda Research, which served as the investment arm and eventual destination of billions in customer funds from FTX, a practice that violated every best practice of the crypto world which favors 100% reserves. There were the high-profile endorsements, Tom Brady, Katy Perry, the name stadium in Miami, the claims in the financial press that he would be the first trillionaire, the $2 billion in funding from Sequoia Capital, and the Super Bowl ads featuring Larry David. It's all just incredibly shocking. The ties, the trickery, the scamming, the dark money, the ruling class ties, the fake organizations, the ridiculous celebration of who, in retrospect, is an obvious fraud. 
along with the silly children the fake man had tapped to pretend to be the C-suite of FTX's sister company. What a symbol of our time. But there are two additional oddities of the FTX caper that strike me. First, there is the personality of Sam Bankman-Fried himself, Fried. He seems like a caricature or a cartoon of the on-the-spectrum physics major, MIT, turned financial genius whom gullible venture capitalists have come to valorize in our times. He had all the telltale signs, the disheveled look, the who-cares wardrobe of T-shirts and sneakers, the signature leg twitch, the chubby, pasty face that suggests endless soda guzzling, the pics of the great man sleeping on beanbags, and the halting nasal-centric speech patterns that end every sentence with a vocal fry and falling intonation. Clearly, we have a future trillionaire in our midst. This is truly what people believe these days and especially applies in the crypto space. In past ages, people would look at someone like this and hear and speak and demand higher standards. Put on a tie and speak English, please, that ridiculous twitch. But for some reason, finishing school isn't on the list of tasks for Generation Z, and that's supposed to be just fine. Even a single of the mighty technology technological genius. Second, I'm intrigued by the uniqueness of his moral pitch. The Bitcoin world has long had the reputation of being a culture of anarchists who wanted to succeed from mainstream finance and change the world in ways that favor freedom. That's been true from the beginning. This space only reluctantly acquiesced to regulations as a matter of survival, but the culture has never favored them. Bankman Fried was different. He peddled some pseudo-philosophy called effective altruism, which is supposed to be about making money only in order to give it away to good causes. As part of that, far from having regretted oversight, he became a champion of them. Please regulate me and everyone. Demand maximum compliance and transparency and let the crypto world become part of the machine. Wow, surely this is a great and honest man. His effective altruism earned an endorsement from the World Economic Forum, but also adoring interviews with the media, which went something like this. Tell us about your unique philosophy, please. Oh, sure. I don't need much. Look at my Toyota Camry. I intended to be a mega rich guy solely so that I can support charities that are changing the world. Clearly, you are a moral and holy person. Hmm. Then <laughs> that he has this marketing, this marketing himself as crypto's answer to ESG and DEI and other fashionably woke slogans. The world of crypto isn't libertarian anarchist. Instead, it's friendly and warm to power and left-wing prattle. Plus, he had tight relationships with the government. 
In an ecosystem of 20,000 tokens with a market capitalization, this was his scheme to stand out. And sure enough, in our deluded times, it was a scam that worked until it did not. The crypto world faced enormous problems this year with liquidity drying up in all directions in part due to the end 10 years of cheap money made possible by Fed-enforced zero-interest rates that made it seem like liquidity rained daily from the clouds above. Once the tightening began, it all came to an end. Gee, they never give up, do they? Requesting a G- Did you notice how the DNC was right smack in the middle of that? Hmm. Did you notice that a lot of the DNC candidates got money to push their campaigns right at the end? Did you notice that? I hope you did. Requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. Defense Minister Richard Marles was warned that the situation in the Indo-Pacific has become far too precarious to depend on the United States as Australia's security guarantor. Australia's alliance with the United States has been central to the country's view of the world and national security since World War II. However, in a keynote address to the Sydney Institute annual dinner, November 14th, Marl said the military capabilities of the Australian Defense Force in terms of lethality, resilience, and readiness to enhance self-reliance. The reality is that a tougher environment will require a more hard-nosed Australian approach to the defense of our interests, the ability to project power to shape outcomes and deter threats, he said. We must marshal and integrate all arms of national power to achieve Australia's strategic objectives. Gone are the days of simply paying the entry price to obtain our security guarantee from our security guarantor. The world in our region is far too precious for that. We will have to be willing and capable to act on our own terms when we have to, Marl said. Marl's referred to observations by two previous strategic reviews, the 1987 White Paper that said any military threat to Australia would take at least 10 years to emerge, and the 2020 Defense Strategic Update that found for the first time the country was sitting in that 10-year window. But the huge question this has left hanging is, on what, earth do, on what on earth do we do now, he said. Marles, who is also the deputy prime minister, said the Albanese government's approach to regional stability, including the willingness to stabilize relations with Beijing. However, the government has also reiterated that a willingness to compete with the Chinese Communist Party does not include compromising on Australian values. The speech was given prior to Prime Minister Anthony Albanese's meeting with the Chinese leader. Two leaders agreed to meet on the sidelines of the G20 summit in Bali, Indonesia. This will be the first time in over two years that leaders have met after the Chinese Communist Party took issue with the Australian Morrison government calling for an inquiry into the origins of the COVID-19 
in 2020. While Marl said Australia's military capabilities would not be able to meet those of major powers, he highlighted that it was not even able to reach its current full potential. The ADF is experiencing the greatest difficulties in recruitment and retaining its workforce in decades. The defense minister revealed the ADF was currently almost 3,000 people below its allocated force strength, while the Department of Defense was over 1,000 below its budgeted size. In part, the defense establishment is simply experiencing the demand for labor, which is being felt around the country, he said. But it also has to do with ensuring the defense's recruitment improves to reflect the way Australians approach their careers and within that context to make the defense offering competitive. Requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning a group of Democratic-run U.S. states have called on federal appeals court to uphold the decision by a lower court that allowed a 10-year-old transgender girl in Indiana to play on her school's girls' softball team despite state legislation prohibiting this. The call is contained in an amicus brief, a submission made by persons who are not party to a court case which came after more than a dozen Republican-led states filed their own briefs in September in support of the ban. Addressing the 7th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals on Thursday, the 16 states and the District of Columbia argued that discrimination against transgender youth, including denying them the opportunity to participate in extracurricular activities consistent with their gender identity, can have serious health and academic consequences. Indiana's Republican-controlled legislature passed the law back in May with proponents arguing that it is unfair to allow transgender girls to play on girls' teams as the former have a biological advantage. However, the mother of a 10-year-old transgender girl attending a public school in Indianapolis filed a lawsuit against the school district demanding that the ban not be enforced against her child. Citing the lawsuit, the student in question has been identified as a girl since she was four. She also previously played on the girls' team and is currently receiving puberty-blocking treatment. The state of Indiana tried to defend the ban, but in July, a U.S. district judge sided with the transgender girl's mother, saying the law likely violated uh, Title IX. The federal legislation against sex discrimination in sports. The state's lawmakers, however, did not give up and lodged an appeal insisting that Title IX applies only to biological sex and not gender identity. The latest amicus brief by the Democratic states, however, argues that allowing transgender female athletes to participate in women's sports only serves to promote inclusive school environments and in no way compromises fairness or reduces opportunities for cis students. Back in that Republican-led states filed their own brief in support of Indiana's ban. Several red states have introduced legislation this year that focuses on transgender minors, including laws banning the administration of hormone therapy and puberty blockers to such individuals. This has led to a backlash from Democrats, with President Joe Biden describing such measures as immoral last month. 
requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning attempts by the U.S. and EU to build economic barriers to achieve their geopolitical goals will end up backfiring. The head of the International Monetary Fund, Kristalina Georgievina, has said, whoever she is. My concern is a deepening fragmentation in the world economy, she said in an interview with Washington Post on Saturday. We may be sleepwalking into a world that is poor and less secure as a result. If the rivalry between the U.S. and China splits the global economy into opposing camps, it will shrink by 1.5% or more than $1.4 trillion annually, she said, adding that the losses in percentage terms for the Asian region will be twice as large. If the rivalry between the U.S. and China splits the global economy into opposing camps, okay, so she said that. Bulgarian-born lady, recall that she had lived through the first Cold War on the other side of the Iron Curtain, and yeah, it is quite cold out there. And to go into a second Cold War for another generation is very irresponsible. The IMF chief said that the tariffs on Chinese goods that had been imposed under former excuse me, U.S. President Donald Trump and kept in force under Joe Biden were one of the such, such counterproductive measures. She didn't mention the sanctions imposed on Moscow over the conflict in Ukraine or the attempts by Washington and its allies to put price caps on Russian energy. Some diversification of supply chains might be necessary, especially after the COVID-19 pandemic. But when it goes beyond economic logic, it would be harmful for the U.S. and the rest of the world, she pointed out. It is important to think through actions and blah, blah, blah. So basically that's what she complained about. So I'm going... Yes, I am. I'm going to save the last one until Friday. Amen. I'm going to save the last one until Friday, and we'll repeat that. We'll come back to that one. Amen. Because I don't want to rush through that. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, Brother Marshall, hallelujah. We're ready to talk to Jesus yet again. Amen. And we're thankful for his many answers to our prayers and his adjudications on behalf of our request. Amen. We thank you, Father, for your mercy. Boy, do we need your mercy. That even while we were sinners, Christ died for us, much more than being now justified by his blood. We're just as if we never sinned. As soon as we repent, renounce all of our sins, including selfishness and greed, and all those nasty things. I think Sabrina read from Colossians 3 that covetousness will... Will, will not enable us to make heaven so, Father. We know that was a little bit of a problem for Judas Iscariot. He wanted 30 pieces of silver. And there are a few other people that seem to be covetous. And we remember what happened to other people and other groups, Father God, that have been bamboozled by uh, people with very slick plans, Father, not just a few card players. But, Father God, we can't do anything against them in our own strength because Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. But he did not leave us as orphans. So we thank you, Father, for the spirit of adoption. We thank you for grafting us into the body of Christ. We thank you that your arm is not too short to save. And so I commit my works unto you, Lord Jesus, and my thoughts shall be established. I bind every spirit of vain imagination, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and I can't assign it to me and all the saints having to do with miracle outreach ministries, miracle in the church, 
and all is connected and related to each of us. Father, we leave all of our adult children in your capable hands. We leave all. We pray for those who despitefully use us. If you can save the souls of any of these people that have done all these nasty things to harm your children, Father God, and some of these things that people are focusing on politics, focusing on money, focusing on all these different things, the real focus needs to be on Jesus because he's keeping us as the apple of his eye. Father God is keeping us as the apple of his eye. Jesus, I thank you for engraving our names in the palms of your hand. Thank you for hanging on that tree. For Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. What is written, cursed is every man that hangeth on the tree, everyone that hangeth on the tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles. We don't have to be Jewish. We might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So, Father, by the power of your Spirit, enable us to pray and decree and declare what you want, the way you want, Father, under the unction of your Spirit. Thank you for not leaving us as orphans. We give you praise and honor and glory, Father. And we ask for your divine intervention, adjudication for every one of these situations, Father God, including all the business, Father God. I come in through all, come trying to affect many, many people through the world, Father God. And I remember many, more than a decade ago, I took a trip to Albania. That's part of Europe. It's near Greece. But, Father God, those people were told, oh, we, we are the apple of the eye of everyone in Europe. They just think we're the best. But they were all locked up, and they were held in ignorance, Father God, by their communist dictator government, Father God. And then the communism went bye-bye. But what came in its place? Oh, a scam. Sounds like the FTX type of scam. They hadn't even had bananas for 40 or 50 years, and finally they got some bananas. Oh, we've arrived. This is fabulous. We got something yummy to eat. They hadn't even seen a banana for decades and decades, Father God, because they were locked up in the communist deception, Father God. And a lot of people seem to be locked up in this communist deception, this deception, Father God, because our battle is not against people. It's against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. There was a nasty, nasty spirit of wickedness in high places in Albania before it fell. But then even after it fell, oh, what happened? Oh, there's a Ponzi scheme. And all these people that get rich quick scheme. Now all of a sudden they weren't communists. Now they were capitalists and they could make all this money. It was great. Things were going up and going up until all of a sudden it didn't go up anymore. And then it went boop, back down, just like the FTX scam. Father God, and how interesting that these things are being exposed, even as we prayed over and over again, that you would expose what the enemy is doing, according to Matthew. 1026, he told us we're not supposed to be afraid of them because you've not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And you told us over in Luke, kind of a study, but I get eight seven. Is that what it is? Yes, Luke eight seventeen. Let me Lord to be able to turn the pages <laughs> and to continue to hide your word in my heart that I will not sin against you. And you said. For there's nothing secret that shall not be made manifest, neither there anything hid that shall not be known and come abroad. This must be important. You just didn't just have it in Matthew 10:26 and Luke 8:17. You have it in several different places, Father God. Why is that? But you hide your children in the secret place of the Most High, in the hidden place. You hide us under the blood of Jesus. Once we've run away from Satan's plans, run away from greed, and and because uh, we can't worship Mammon and God, the real creator God at the same time. And you didn't create money. That's a creation of man. It's a convenience. It was a nice convenience. We didn't have to trade, you know, I'll give you a chicken if you'll give me a bag of, of corn or something. We didn't have to. It was very convenient. But, Father God, things may be changing. And we know there's certain 
upper-level people, at least they think they're upper-level, they're rather proud of themselves, sort of like Satan. My, I'm going to exalt my throne above the Most High, like it says over in Isaiah chapter 14. Satan was very proud and is very proud. He still thinks he can overcome the Most High God. What is that foolishness? DBD pointed out the scripture from Psalm 2 today in the chat room. And so we remind you of that scripture. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? They're trying to exalt themselves above the Most High God, Father. How ridiculous is that? But it's coming to roost. All their nasty things are coming to roost. We ask for a divine intervention, adjudication, and deliver those, Father God, that were sucked into this. Even though some of the maybe connected related to some of us, Father, seemed like a convenient thing. Seemed like it was for privacy. Oh, but oh, maybe this would get in the way of them bringing in a central bank digital currency, a global central bank currency, to bring everyone into the new world order that the older George Bush talked about many years ago. They were open, openly talking about what they wanted to do. Why do they need a central bank digital currency? Won't it be just like Bitcoin? Won't it be all private and everything? Oh, it's not going to be private? Oh, you mean it's going to be controlled by government? Well, just our government, right? Oh, it might be like the UN type of government. It might be a big global government that controls it. And if people don't do what um, the global elite want them to do, like over in China, that would not be very healthy. So, Father God, why do they have to remove all these things? Are they going to get, try and get rid of cash, too? Some people think they want to get rid of cash, too. So, Father God, we thank you for waking up your children, giving us eyes to see, ears to hear. We ask for your wisdom, Father God, in Jesus' name. And you said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. And we're all whosoever. And we take the cup of salvation. We call upon your name. And you said, when I see the blood upon the houses where you are, the place shall not be upon you to destroy when I smite the land of Egypt. We know, Lord, you hated all those people in in Egypt that worshipped idols and had all kinds of different idols. They worshipped the the river gods, they worshipped the frogs, they worshipped all those things that were, because your battle is not against the creation that you created, your battle is against the people that are worshipping idols. And some people worship so-called almighty dollar, and that's teetering. Very, very, very fragile right now. You said that which can be shaken will be shaken. But we thank you that you put us on that solid rock of your foundation, Father God, in Jesus' name, that we can run to you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Even as you talk about in Psalm 27, one thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, not just on Sunday, oh no, all the days of my life, like it says in Psalm 27, starting verse 4, to behold the beauty of the Lord. You mean I'm not beholding my 401k? To behold the beauty of the Lord, to inquire in his temple. From the time of trouble, he, who's this? The Lord, Yahweh, the Most High God, he, the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock of our salvation. And now shall my head, who's our head? Jesus, the head of every man. And now shall my head, not a human head, not somebody we esteem. Oh, it's a, this is a great movie star. This is a great politician. This is the wonderful doctor. This is the right reverend so-and-so. This is the archbishop of that. No, 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 no. The head of every man is Christ. And now shall my head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. So, Father, we thank you for hearing our prayers for Christ's sake. And because you said, if two of you on earth are greatest touch anything like it shall be done in my Father which is in heaven. And you said, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. In Jesus' name. And how do we do that? 
We take the battle to the gate because the Lord Jesus, he's the authority. We don't exalt our gate because apart from Jesus, we can't do anything. But we have this wonderful, wonderful promise that you give us, Lord, even in your word. And you reminded us, Lord, in Psalm 118, starting verse 8, it's better to trust in the Lord, Yahweh, L-O-R-D, all capitalized. It's different only in the Old Testament. In the King James, there's a difference between all caps, L-O-R-D, and capital L, small letters, O-R-D. They're not the same word. They're translated differently in some of the phony Bibles, too. But Jesus is sovereign, just like Father God is sovereign. So some people get it kind of switched around when they read some of those phony versions. It is better to trust in the Lord than better confidence in man. Oh, we can't, we can't just trust Trump? Trump? Well, God can use Trump. But has he pointed people to Jesus yet? Has he openly asked God, asked for God's help? He's not perfect. He's a lot better than most. And he may be an anointed one. He may be like King David. King David definitely wasn't perfect either. He made some serious boo-boos. But God used him. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man, in any man. It's better not trust in Marshall. In any man. It's better to trust in the Lord than my confidence in princes. All nations come with me about, but in the name of the Lord will I destroy them. So that's in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That's all power in heaven and earth. According to Philippians 2, cut up that starting in verse 9, 9, 10, 11. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I will destroy them. And in agreement, we destroy them together. They compass me about like bees. They compass me about, yea, they compass me about. But in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. That's the name above all names, the name above Satan. They compass me about like bees. They are quenched as the fire of thorns. For in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. Thou hast thrust sore at me that I might fall. But the Lord helped me. But Jesus, but God. The Lord is my strength and song, has become my salvation. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tabernacles of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord doth valiantly. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord doeth valiantly. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. Yes, the Lord has chastened me sore, but he has not given me over unto death. Open to me the gates of righteousness. I will go into them, and I will praise the Lord. This gate of the Lord, that's Jesus. He's the open door. He's the only way to heaven. He's the, there's no other name out of heaven whereby we must be saved. This gate of the Lord into which the righteous shall enter. I will praise thee, for thou hast heard me and art become my salvation. The stone which the builders, the stone which the masons, the stone which the builders refused has become the headstone of the corner. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. Oh, Lord, you're that precious, precious stone. And that's the precious stone that crushes the enemy. And we thank you for that precious stone that Jesus is. And you talk about that several different places, including the prophecy that you gave Daniel in Daniel chapter 2. Daniel chapter 2, verse 45. For as much then as thou sawest the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands, that it break in pieces the iron, the brass, the clay, the silver, the gold, the great God hath made known to the king what shall come to pass hereafter, and the dream is certain, and the interpretation thereof sure. The king answered unto Daniel, said, But truth it is that your God is a God of God of gods, a capital capital God, a small G O D S, and a Lord of Kings. And a revealer of secrets, since I could reveal this secret. So we think of revealing the secrets of what's going on with FTX and all these other funding schemes and all the money laundering. And not just the things that were sent over to Ukraine that were kicked back to the DNC. No, all the selling of the children, Father. Deliver all the children. Those children, Father God. Those women that were held 
captive and forced to give birth to children so that he could sell them to homosexual couples in the United States for quite a big price. All the sex trafficking, all the perversion, Father God. We ask for your divine intervention, not just on the perversion having to do with FTX and all this plan trying to bring everybody into the central digital currency, Father God. Help your children to wake up and to know what to do. We ask for your wisdom and discernment. We request your divine intervention adjudication from the righteous judge concerning what uh, the defense minister in Australia is pointing out, that they can't rely on the United States to come rescue them. Maybe that's a good thing. You better not count on this country. This country has been intentionally weakened, what we've heard, by different people at high levels, Father God. And the Australian government defense minister uh, is not quite saying that, but he's admitting it, and not just financially weakened, but the, the, the actual defense capabilities, because they, they, they sent all their armaments and all kinds of extra money and all the extra ammunition to where? To Ukraine. Did it all get there? Oh, was sold in the black market and kickbacks so that what? It went around and around and around and came back to the different political groups so they can open their, their maybe they already had their, their accounts in the Cayman Islands or in Switzerland or wherever they have their accounts so they can hide their money. Just like maybe some people say Hillary did. I don't know if she did, but some people said they did. Anyway, Father God, we ask that you expose all these things and bring your divine intervention in every one of these situations because you've given Jesus all power in heaven and earth, and he cannot lie. It's impossible for God to lie. At the very end of the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus says, Jesus came and spake unto them, saying in Matthew 28, 18, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Are we doing what he told us to do? Go ye therefore. Why, why, why did he tell us go ye therefore? Because of what? Because he has all power and are we connected with him? Do we have all power? Oh, we're not in ourselves, only by the Spirit. Because everything Jesus did, he did anointed as a normal man. Yes, he was God's word, but he divested himself of his, his divinity when he came to earth. And he did it under the unction of the Holy Spirit. He's called the Christ. He's called the Messiah. He is the anointed one. He's the only Savior of mankind. And we thank you for that, Father. We thank you for saving us and delivering us from all these plans and wiles and schemes of the enemy. And waking up the body of Christ. Waking up not just one or two. There are many people starting to wake up. And we thank you for that. Politically, people are starting to wake up. But some people haven't quite figured out that Republicans and Democrats, either there are some people that are honest in the Republican Party, there may be some in the Democrat Party that are actually still honest. There are some, and it's not really that. Because Jesus, he doesn't pick sides like that. Because he knows what's in man. He knows all people can be tempted by the devil. Oh, well, Sabrina, Marshall, they could never, Bill, certainly he can never be tempted, right? The Pope can never be tempted. Isn't he the righteous, holy father? Oh, we're not supposed to call any man father on earth? I was in the church where they called them the head minister of the church father, father this, father that. In the Anglican Church, the Episcopal Church, are they doing the Word of God, or is that contrary to the Word of God? Oh, Father, help us to have eyes to see and ears to hear. Father, ask for your divine intervention, because you've given Jesus all power in heaven and earth. And you said, speaking of battles, so the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. No, no, we don't depend on bazookas or atomic bombs or anything. No, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God that pulling down the strongholds. So we do that. We pull down every one of those spirits of ungodly fear and pride and rebellion and trying to depend on, well, the police force is going to rescue me. Oh, really? 
You mean the one they tried to defund, that police force? So we can't depend on man. We can't depend on politicians. We have to depend on the living God, only the living God. We, can't de- we can depend on a grocery store, can't we? Uh, well, as long as the Lord provides it. Every battle of the war, you said in Isaiah 9, 5, every battle of the war is with confused noise and garments rolled in blood. But this shall be with burning and fuel of fire. Thank you, Father God, for sending your Son in the flesh. Thank you, Jesus, for providing yourself a lamb for a burnt offering. He took the cup of cursing, the fiery, fiery cup of cursing, that we might receive the cup of blessing. What American Indians call whiskey and all that, fire water. And people have wine when having communion. It may be sweet, but it also is hot. It's burning. And so he touches our lips because that's where the sin can come from, our lips. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. In fact, it is. He has all power in heaven and earth right now. And his name shall be called Wonderful, which also means secret. Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and shalom and peace, there shall be no end upon his... Upon, his, upon the throne of David, upon his kingdom, to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. So we thank you for performing your word. Satan, you're bound, everyone, everyone of your underlings are bound. From our position, seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we cast your assignments to steal, kill, and destroy, coming against all the saints and all those coming into the body of Christ, their family members, including the spirits trying to steal family relationships between all these different spirits from this psychological warfare, trying to turn one group against another group. Oh, well, we believe in the shot, and well, we don't believe in the shot. Well, we believe that the Democrats are perfect. Well, we believe that the Republicans are perfect. All these lies, they bind every one of these spirits of deception, every one of, this, every one of these spirits trying to turn black against white, white against black, yellow against white, or, or black against yellow. We bind every one of these spirits trying to cause strife and contention. Every spirit of strife we bind you. You said the servant of the Lord must not strive. But be gentle unto all men, apt to teach in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves, that God peradventure, the Creator God, that God peradventure will grant them repentance to acknowledge the truth, that they recover themselves from the snare of the devil. Father, for those in authority that can repent, including those in the judicial system and legislative branches, all levels of legislative branches, not just the United States, every nation, including Australia, every nation, Father God, including those in Europe, grant them the gifts of repentance, the acknowledging of the truth, to recover themselves from the snare of the devil, every nation, including Canada. If you can rescue them, Father God, you can do exceeding abundantly more than we can ask or imagine, even those who are placed there by the World Economic Forum, global elite nonsense, Father God. We ask for your divine help, Father God, and deliver all of your children. In Jesus' name, we bind you, Savior, one of your underlings about, including all those coming against the uh, uh, so-called Republican uh, uh, agendas to try and protect uh, girls' sports from people who are really boys and girls' clothing, Father God, all that which is actually a sin, according to your word, Father God, in the Old Testament. Uh, men are not supposed to wear girls' clothing. So, Father God, those that can repent, grant them the gifts of repentance, especially those in the judicial system, Father God, and all various U.S. Uh, district courts, Father God, including that U.S. District uh, Court judge that sided with the transgender girl's mother. We ask you, Father God, to awaken those people. Send your Holy Spirit to bring conviction. Draw them to the Lord Jesus, those that are still human beings. Father God, I don't know if some of them are just being controlled by the stuff from 5G, from the shots or whatever's going on, Father God, but our battle's not just against physical things. It's against the spirits. We bind every one of those spirits with deception. We bind every spirit of mass psychosis. We bind every spirit of insanity. We bind every spirit of greed corruption, every spirit behind blackmail, every ungodly spirit is bound in the gate, saving you're bound to all your underlings are perpetually, continually bound. And we claim 
every one of the every one of the Senate seats, governor seats in the United States of America, Congress seats, for those who truly have holy, righteous intent, intent, intentions toward the most high living God in Jesus' name. We make those seats too hot for the devil's candidates to sit for more than a second. They'll be burned out. The enemy's destroyed by the brightness of your coming because Jesus, you already paid that price. Satan, you know where you're going, the lake of fire. We plead that blood of Jesus that by the fiery lake of the living God on the Satan, his little underlings, your bounding guide in Jesus' name. We ask for divine intervention, Father God, in Jesus' name. On all these people coming from the IMF, including this lady, Kristalina, uh, uh, kind of who came from Bulgaria, whatever, Father God, in Jesus' name. We ask you, Father God, she's just probably been manipulated too, Father God. They're so concerned about the U.S. not doing what Donald Trump wanted to do. People don't seem to like Donald Trump. People don't seem to like countries standing up for their own people. They're supposed to stand up for who? Oh, the global international bankers who want to bring us into slavery. They want to stand up for those people. So, Father God, it's not about what's doing right for the people in their sight. So, Father, we ask you to bind everyone in the spirits of mind-blinding, every spirit of deception. Satan, you're bound to everyone. There's underlings are perpetually bound. We ask for a divine intervention. And all these people, if you can save the Bulgarian-born G or Grivia, Father God, in Jesus' name, yes, you lived through the Cold War. Father God, people are using a different kind of logic now. Depends on what's good for their bank account, what's good for them. How are they connected with Klaus Schwab's and all that? How are they connected with China, Father God? If China's being pinched, is that good for them? Or maybe they're getting something kicked back from China. China certainly had stored up a lot of money. They sold a lot of witches to us that didn't last very long, Father God, because they, nobody wants to make those things here anymore. It was so exciting to buy a pair of pliers actually made in the United States recently. Very exciting. They actually guaranteed to last for a lifetime. Isn't that amazing? Father, we ask for divine intervention, adjudication of every one of these situations, including the large banks that are making headlines. And all these people trying to control people and all the different regulators, Father God, trying to require people to do what some person who's puffed themselves up and they think they're, they're big, big and in charge, but they're not because Jesus is in charge. Why did the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing, Father? To exalt themselves against the Most High God. Why does Satan still think he can pull it off? How, is, how absurd is this? And a lot of the people from the deep state, they're starting to quake. And we thank you for the more than 300 people, whistleblowers, that come forth from the FBI to say, oh, we can't have any more to do with all this. We, they know what they're doing. They're not supporting law and order. They're supporting their global masters. Their local masters, too. Father God, and they're saying, no, no more of this. This is absurd. And it is absurd. So we thank you, Father God, for bringing everything to light. And every one of these different situations, Father God, in Jesus' name, and every one of these different situations, Father, we ask for your divine help, Father God. Send your angels, warring angels, linking angels, to fight for all of your children. Make them kind of subject to the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. His name is Jesus. We will Never which God first and all the in Jesus' name, because of the blood of covenant, and every other source, addicts, and every other source, social Masonic lodges, all the people that are out 
You are still 